0: Welcome to the Tanakh podcast. Today, Isha Yahu, Perek Nun Tet, Isaiah chapter 59. Today, we're going to deal with quite an important question, and that is in order to have redemption, does one, there need to be tshuva? Do we need to repent in order to gain salvation? Uh, the reason why I say it's a huge question is because I think it's one of the big questions which underlies uh, the religious relationship to Zionism. Do we say that first we have to all do tshuva and then Mashiach will come and then we can celebrate our our independence and our sovereignty and or do we say uh, that the Zionist movement, even though it wasn't uh, religious, that the Jewish people, even though they haven't reached perfection, can still experience something of a sense of return and salvation, uh, even though we haven't reached uh, the point where we are perfect. And in fact, that's a big question with one of the last and the most, probably the most famous pasuk in our Parsha, Uva lezion Goel, and to Zion will come the Redeemer. And to those who return from sin in Yaakov, says God. And I guess the question is, does the redemption come and then we return from sin? Or or would you read it as one continuum? That um, the Redeemer will only come once we um, repent. So this isn't just a modern question, it's an ancient question, and it's the question raised in the opening Psukim of our chapter. <speaking in Hebrew> God's hand is not too short to save. <speaking in Hebrew> and his ears aren't too heavy to hear. God's heard you. God can save you. Kim avonotechem Hayumav Dilim but it is your sins which are separating between you and God. And your sins have acted as a barrier so that you can't hear him. Ki Your hands have become stained with blood, and your fingers with sin, your lips are lying and your tongues are all sorts of wrong, falsehood. En kore where is justice? Ve'en nishpat v'emunah, and where is trust and faithfulness? Batu achal tov shav, haru amal v'holeid aven. And um, this chapter really talks about the the sins of the Jewish people, social sins, lishpokh damnaki derech shalom lo yadau, they didn't know the ways of peace, ve'en nishpat v'mah galotam, there is no justice in their circles. Nativotem ikshulahem kledorchba v'lo yadash shalom. That you have created a society with with, with rivalry, with um, exploitation, with a lack of justice, uh, even with you know such exploitation that lives are being lost. Al kein rachak b'sh mipat mivenu v'lot or v'nei choshech. We hoped for light and here we have darkness, and so the people end up actually almost confessing their sins, right? So if you look at pasuk Yudbet verse uh, twelve, our sins are so great, and our iniquities have answered, etc., etc. Now, in other words, this is yet another. We've already had uh, several Praskeim, which have been rebuking the people, uh, several chapters uh, we've had uh, from chapter 55, 56, 57, 58, and now here we are in 59, and there's still an atmosphere of rebuke. At the end of the chapter, uh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu saves the people and Uh, The question is whether he saves them despite their sinning or because of their sinning. And that's the question I raised at the start. One interesting aspect of the way that this is described is with allusions to Yitzhiat Mitzrayim. I mean, think about even the first verse of the chapter. God's hand isn't short. In other words, God says, I have an outstretched arm. I don't have a short arm. I can save you. The lok no and it's not that I can't hear. You remember this word kaved, kaved Lev paro. Pharaoh's heart is heavy. He says uh, my ears aren't aren't kaved. Uh, um, and at the end of the chapter, we have in verse fifteen pasuk tevav vatiha emet There was no truth. The sarmi Vayar Hashem, and God saw Vayar, It was bad in His eyes. Kiemish, but because there was no justice, Vayar ki einish, and He saw there was no man. Vayistomeim ki mafkia, vatoshalozroo, and He saved them. That notion of Vayar Hashem, Vayarki ki reminds us of Moshe, Moshe, on that auspicious day when he Vahibe uh, ami mahem, Moshe, Vayitzei lachav, when he went out to his brethren. Vayar besivlotam, Vayar ish mitzri ish. And he saw there was no man. And then, of course, what he does is he smites the Egyptian. And that is the beginning of Moshe's journey to salvation. Here also, God sees no, there is no one to save. And his uh, arm saved the people, and he supported them. And once again, we see the this idea of God, on the one hand, saving the people, um, but again, let's go back to the end of the chapter. goel, there will be a redeemer come to Zion. And um, to um, those in Yaakov who turn back from sin. In other words, is this only for those who turn back from sin? And this shall be my covenant with them those words that i have put in your mouth shall never leave the mouth of your children nor your children's children from now on for all time in other words the salvation will only be relevant if you keep true to the torah so let me i think what we've seen for these chapters is the the notion of the notion of redemption for the last two chapters since chapter maybe 54 or 55 where we read for example <laughs> if you abandon your evil ways and you return good to god he will have mercy on you you know this idea of asking us to do tshuva and if we return then god will have mercy now this is really, really different to things that we've seen earlier on. For example, in chapter 44, verse 22, I <machiti ka'av pesha'echai> have erased like a cloud your sins, <machiti ka'av pesha'echai> and like a, a cloud I have removed your iniquities, <machiti ka'av pesha'echai> return to me because I have redeemed you. Return by meaning physically, not return from Babel. So what are we going to do? so some places emphasize redemption come what may and others seem to rebuke the people and tell them that they have to repent and that their sins are an obstacle and an obstruction to their salvation how are we going to answer it so here's a few a few a few ways to divide them up one for example raviol bin nun says these are two different periods the period where we get redeemed anyway uh, is the period of Hezekiah, when the people were broadly observant and were broadly loyal to God. But these chapters are from the period of Manasseh when there was widespread idolatry. That, Hashem, Hashem said, there was violence, there was uh, terror in the streets. That says, God, you're going to have to repent. So maybe two different eras, two different kings. Option number two, two types of communities. I saw one interpretation which says, well, The people who are going to be redeemed, come what may, are the Jews who return to Zion. Uh, The Jews who have already come back. Now, according to this, we're talking about the second temple. The Jews who are in Yerushalayim, they're going, God says, you've already come back. I'll redeem you. I will wipe out your sins. But the Jews who are left in Bavel, they get rebuked. That's another dichotomy. Or I just uh, read today an interpretation which divides it between two sins. There's a big difference between social sins and maybe other sins, moral sins and other sins. This chapter is talking about a lack of shalom, a lack of tzedek. I have to say, I'm not quite sure about this because if you look in the previous chapter, it was criticizing them about idolatry. So there seems to be a broad range of sins. But whichever way, maybe, maybe we might even say that these are two completely different philosophies. That there are two different models of gu'ula. And I would argue that's true. When you look in the book of Vayikra, um, in the Tochacha, uh, we get redeemed because uh, God promised. God promised the avot. We get redeemed because the seventy years of exile are over. That's one model. model is that redemption is contingent on Shuva, That redemption is dependent on our behavior. Uh, what is it? Um, and there's a lot more to be said about this topic, but I think our time is up for today. So thank you for listening and see you tomorrow.